This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, mothers of pre-tweens and tweens, tune in. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Also, people from the uh, people who enjoyed reading books between 1986 and 2000s um, also tune in. Because uh, my daughter and I started a new series that we can watch together Mm. on the Netflix, and uh, it's based on a book series, and I want to tell you, here's what we're watching live. You you guys watch that television show together, don't you? Team Cobra presents Here's Here's What We're Watching Live. Okay, what so are you watching? We are watching The Babysitter's Club. Aww. Yes. This okay. is like um, young adult fiction, right? Yep. So it's, you know, it, this is, it's based on a series of novels that was written in um, like 1986 to 2000. This was a really popular book series for young, um, young kids. Um, probably but, more popular with young girls at probably, the time. Probably, yep, anyway. at the time. I did not, I gotta confess, I did not read these books. Um, by the time, you know, I was like 11 when they came out, I was moving on. It, this she just was didn't, reading, you know, I was War reading and War and Peace, mm-hmm. some James Joyce. Yes. No. Like no. any normal 11 year old, JK. But I will say, if even if you didn't read them, because I didn't, but I certainly remember the Babysitter's Club because they always had these like very, um, sort of iconic book covers. Yes. Like these paintings of like girls, like we're just girls being girls. Yep, we're just gallon. Um, Holly, you did you read The Babysitter's Club? Oh, yeah. Okay, so you were like big into this. And I guess I never understood, like I heard about it, I had friends that loved The Babysitter's Club, but I was like, what? It's just about a bunch of girls who babysit. It didn't, like, I didn't understand that there was more to it, right? Well, I was in elementary school when I was really into The Babysitter's Club, so it's one of those things where the the theory is that like when you're in elementary school, you're looking up to girls who are in the babysitters right. club. They're middle schoolers. Right. You think they're so cool, but when you're in actual middle school, like you are more interested in Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero. Right, because right. high, be high school. That's a hundred percent true. Absolutely. And I was reading like Sweet Valley High at yeah. that age. So what's really interesting though is they did do a babysitters club movie in nineteen ninety five. Again, I skipped it because I didn't care you're about. Like, the I'm too cool club. for that. Yeah, I was too old for the movie. Right. So. My daughter is going into fifth grade, and I was like, you know what, Tilla, we need to have something to watch. Like, let's watch, let's find a show that we can watch together. I'd been forcing her to watch things I liked when I was her age, and I just feel like maybe I should be a little bit more open to her having her own identity. 
Absolutely. So, Can you set up like how the um like what these are how it's laid yep. out, how many episodes, all that kind of so, stuff? So okay, so first of all, the the it's based on the books loosely, and the plot of the books is essentially a group group of girls from like a fictional suburban town who decide, oh my goodness, we can make a lot of money by creating a club and they make like they basically start a business, right? It's such a great um it's such a great uh kind of young entrepreneur inspiration Mm -hmm. there's 10 episodes they are on netflix um and i'm going to tell you that something that surprised me oh i it probably should not have surprised me okay but alicia silverstone plays one of the main characters mothers oh so alicia silverstone a la clueless is uh in like a mom role in this in this show that's where we've come that's where we are now and so we have to accept that and deal with that. I also can't watch it without thinking of her taking a bath with her nine-year-old son. And feeding him and like a baby bird. Feeding him like a baby bird. So, mm. like, the first scene you see her in, she brings a pizza in for the kids. Oh, and no. I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. No. <laughs> she Is she going to chew it for them? I, she probably brought nice that thing. up on set. Like, you guys, I'm yeah. really not comfortable feeding these children processed foods. Yeah. But in any case, it is interesting. I mean, like you, you're watching Cher from Clueless now be a responsible parent. It's yeah. very odd. Um, but it is. I mean, she, she, you, you lose track of that very quickly. Um, and I, here's the thing about this show: it doesn't assume that the kids that it targets are not intelligent. And I'm, and that sounds like such a obvious thing to say, but when you watch some of the the programming that's aimed at that age group, it kind of dumbs it, it down. dumbs it way down. And this doesn't. This is a very heartfelt. Um, there are conversations about things that are pertinent to these kids in this age group. There are conversations about um, a mom who is remarrying. And uh, how the kids feel about that, the kids in the family feel about that. There's a storyline about one of the girls has diabetes. And so that is, there's there's that element to it. And it doesn't dumb it down. It talks about these things with heart. And it's, and there's some female empowerment moments. And it just is, it's a good darn show. And yeah, I no, was that, not expecting that. That makes me happy because I do think that there's actually been, and I can't believe I'm saying this because it's coming from an uninformed place, but I do just get the sense that there has been a lack of the kind, because it does remind me of sit, the role sitcoms used to play yeah. in our culture when you and I were growing up, that they really did speak directly to kids in a way that even though looking back, it certainly was naive and, and like, patronizing probably on some level Mm -hmm. but but for the time felt very much like they were talking to us and we were listening to the lessons that were being given in sitcoms but i feel like in this day and age like where would you find programming like that for children in mainstream media like without having to go digging for it yeah and that's the tricky part right like i want to have a thing that i can watch with my kids but specifically in this instance it was my daughter that was interested in it i want to have things that i can watch with them that start conversations or give us opportunities for conversations um and that we're experiencing together and that kind of television just doesn't exist when i talk about the kind of family television we're watching it's usually things like 
um, America's Funniest Videos mm-hmm. or Wipeout was like a big one at our house or um, American Ninja Warrior, mm-hmm. right? We're not watching shows with plot lines that actually mirror things that our kids are actually going through. And talking to them in a way that they can probably feel like it's not like, hey, kids. Yeah. Well, and even, you know, the Disney Channel shows, those are really fantasy based. Yeah. Those are not necessarily based in a reality that that mirrors what life is actually like for a for a preteen. Can I ask too quickly, Holly, yeah. did um you know, you watch these, do you have any interest in just from a nostalgic place watching them? Not necessarily, but I will say when I first heard about it, I was I did think of Colleen's daughter. Mm. I was like, she probably is a target demo for this kind of show. Now, I have heard from other people who have had those nostalgic feelings for Babysitter's Club and say that not only does it give you nostalgic feelings, but it builds upon the original material. Yeah, that's in a really re- cool. In a really satisfying way that you can enjoy it in 2020 terms. That's good to know. Yeah. I will. I do have to say this because this is kind of a funny little moment. In the very beginning of the of the, the setup, you know, they talk about how it's so hard to get a babysitter. Nobody answers their phones anymore. And so when they form the Babysitter's Club, they actually get a landline and the phone that they get, they're like, I bought it on Etsy. It says it works. It is the phone that everybody had in the late 80s, oh, early awesome. 90s. The clear phone where you could see all the gears. Oh, yeah. And it lights up when it rings. And I swear to you, my daughter was like, what is 